This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When I met you in the summer. It's summertime, summertime, sum, sum, summertime, 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 sum, sum, summertime, summertime. Equity Minds. I will say this about investing. Everything you do learn is cumulative. What I learned at 20 is you Welcome to the Equity Mate Summer Series, proudly brought to you by Sharesies. Over 12 episodes, we're deep diving into some of the most exciting, interesting, and well-known companies from Australia and the US. Each episode, we're also joined by an expert to help us unpack the key metrics, the bull case, and the bear case for each company. My name is Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Great to be here. Great to be talking about a company that many of us know what many of us were obsessed with, some of us, you, made a lot of money on. <laughs> yeah. Afterpay. Afterpay. <laughs> what was Afterpay, which is now Block. Well, yeah. <laughs> block bought Afterpay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> block bought Afterpay. But yesterday we are diving into Block, co-listed on the ASX and over in the United States. And our expert in the second half of this episode is Harrison Moot from TDM Growth Partners, who covers the stock as, a, as an equity analyst. So really excited to get him on to help us unpack it. There is a lot going on when it comes to Block. Uh, the Equity Mates Summer Series is proudly supported by Sharesies. The Sharesies platform was awarded a 2022 Canstar Innovation Excellence Award with the judges saying the platform is, quote, unique with a significant wow factor as it reduces barriers to entry for new investors. And the second reason is that the platform is easy and approachable, especially with the auto invest feature where you can now truly execute dollar cost averaging into Australian, US and New Zealand markets. You can now download the Sharesies app or visit sharesies.com.au to learn more. And if you'd like $10 in your account to get started, use promo code GROW when you sign up. Promotion T's and C's apply. Important to stress that that isn't an Equity Mates exclusive promo code and we don't get commission or anything if you use yes. it. just gets you 10 bucks in your account. But Bryce, final thing of this ever-growing intro, we are not experts, we are licensed, but we're not familiar with your personal financial circumstances. Nothing in this part of the episode or when Harrison comes on should be taken as anything more than general advice. Mm. All right. Well, Ren, we've started each of these episodes with a sentence describing what the company does. So how do we explain Block? A technology company that is trying to expand access to the economy. Okay. 
Okay. Not bad? That's Yeah, it sounds like it's trying to change the world. Well, isn't every company trying to change the world in their own small <laughs> yes, way? Yes. Equity Mates trying to change the world in its own small way? I guess so. What about... Um, Name a company that isn't trying to change the world. Candle makers. They're trying to light the world. <laughs> no offence to any candle makers out there. <laughs> Lawn mowers. They're trying to keep the world neat and tidy. <laughs> uh, Facebook. That's, that's an easy one. <laughs> trying to connect the world <laughs> in the metaverse. There is a number of facets to block that we will we will unpack that I think um, shed light on that on that sentence. But let's start at the top. It was co-founded by Jack Dorsey and Jim McKelvey in 2010. Now Jack Dorsey rings I'll, a bell. I'll explain Jack Dorsey. You explain Jim McKelvey. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, neither, to be honest. Yeah. Well, what about Jack? We've all heard of Jack. Yeah, co-founder of Twitter, co-founder of Square. Yeah. Changed his name to Block. Yeah. Bitcoin obsessed. Big Bitcoin guy, yeah. Started after Dorsey saw that small merchants couldn't take credit card payments. So uh, at, the t- at the time, Block was a, a payments platform. It was Square. Square. So Most people yes. know it as Square. Yeah. Yeah. In essence. Uh, and... Uh, people will have all seen it. They may not be aware that they've seen it, but the white tile that you see at uh, cafes, at stores, that you, you, the white credit card reader tile that you can plug into a phone or an iPad or anything like that, or, or you can plug it into a computer, that is their core product. Yeah, pretty good. It's a pretty good product, Yeah, I must say. Yeah. Listed in 2015 and in 2018 they start expanding. They bought Weebly for $365 million in stock. Rings a bell. I Does it? Yeah. What I do- think it's also, yeah, it's a web hosting service. Weebly. Webly. No, but it's double A. Yeah, Weebly. Anyway, in 2020 when Ren Square put 1% of its assets into Bitcoin. Ooh. That's not good. I don't reckon that's even their worst acquisition. <laughs> Bitcoin. What is their worst acquisition? Well, maybe Afterpay. <laughs> in 2021. If, if Afterpay would have followed a similar trajectory to Zip, hmm. Zip has fallen further than Bitcoin. Yes. Yeah, the Afterpay thing. Anyway, we'll get to that. We're na- only in nailed 2020. Nailed it, yes. So in 2021, they acquired Jay-Z's streaming service, Tidal, for $297 million. Haven't heard much about that since. No, no. Yeah. It, uh, we'll get to the analysis of the company. Let's just get through the history. Okay, and then in 2021, they changed its name to Block Inc. Uh, H&R Block subsequently sues them for copyright infringement. H&R Block, their tax the ta- preparation yeah. software. Yeah. <laughs> Successfully? I don't know. In this, And, and then their S... SEO in Australia, uh, not great. They're getting beaten by Daily Mail articles about the block. Yeah, that's not so much uh, a history of their business. (laughs) That's just more if you're a technology company, you can't be getting beaten by the Daily Mail and SEO (laughs) in their articles about the block. For those listening overseas, the block is a reality TV renovation show. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Daily Mail is a trash online publication that we hope to one day get featured. Yes. (laughs) And then finally in 2022, they completed the acquisition of Afterpay for a staggering $39 billion in stock. And congrats to Nick Molnar and, and, uh, I can't even remember that. Anthony Eisen. What a, what a moment. You got to know when to sell. Yeah. 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 That sale. Yeah. Full credit. So where does that leave us today? So before we talk about the company today, because it is now like a family of businesses and that's why they changed their name. From Square to 
block. Mm-hmm. I, I just I just want to note that on the investor relations website, they make no mention of Afterpay in the description of the business. Really? Yeah. Do they just tucked it away? I don't know. They spent thirty nine billion in stock. Well, thirty nine billion in stock at, at twenty twenty price twenty twenty one prices. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. Update your website. Or <laughs> we'll be proud of your acquisitions. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the company as it stands today has some has multiple parts to it, and the core of it is Square, which is their their point of sale or POS system and, and credit card processor. As Ren said, it's that small little white tile that plugs into phones, tablets. You would have seen it at coffee shops, and allows people to just. I guess seamlessly pay without having to have a fully integrated point of sale system. So they've really opened that up. Yeah. Uh, currently in eight countries and they accept 130 different currencies. Yeah. And I think this was where th- this story is where Jack Dorsey became such a Bitcoin believer. There's this video of him going around speaking at an all hands meeting for Square back when it was just Square and explaining how difficult it has been to roll Square out and to integrate it into each different country's banking system and financial regulation and the merits of a global currency that that would allow like true cross-border transactions mm. and truly globalised financial services businesses. And you can understand if the past decade of your life has been spent dealing with financial regulators in country after country after country, you can start to see the merits of Bitcoin. (laughs) Because it is interesting that the ability to accept 130 currencies happened really quickly because that's like a technical and business model challenge. Mm. But the actual expanding into those countries is a regulatory challenge. And they're at 130 currencies and they're only at eight countries. And that just shows how the pace of business and technological development moves so much faster yeah. than the pace of regulatory acceptance. Yeah, yeah. That really opened my eyes to where Dorsey is coming God, from. Yeah. Maybe a little bit different to like an Anthony Pompa, Pompoliano or uh, Preston Pierce. Preston, yeah. yeah, yeah. Google them if you're unsure who they are. <laughs> or just or don't. all the time. <laughs> so big part of the business is the point of sale square. But then the second sort of big chunky part is their cash app, which really is building on what you've just spoken about further, Ren, enabling mobile to mobile transfers of money, you to me, kind of similar to what Beamit's doing here in Australia in some way. I was actually having this conversation with someone a couple of days ago. I, I think... So Venmo and Cash App, two big ones over in the US that really took mobile and made mobile mobile transfers in the US. I reckon the big banks in Australia saw that and were like, we don't want someone else doing it, so we'll do it. And that's where Beamit came yeah, from. Yeah, because Beamit's owned by the banks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For those that are unaware, Beamit is A, awesome, get on it if yeah, you don't have it. it's pretty awesome. Even but- my parents are now on it. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're discovering. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an app that allows you to transfer money without uh, going into your bank accounts. It uh, is done through mobile, so you just plug in your contacts' mobile numbers and uh, you can seamlessly transfer money. Oh, you know what? Sorry, uh, it was set up by the major banks, but FPOST bought it in 2020. Ah, oh, okay. There you go. 
So 36 million monthly active customers in 2020 on the Cash app, and they've uh, expanded to offer crypto and stock trading uh, beyond just uh, transfers of money. And they now also issue debit cards with accounts and looking to allow users to borrow small sums of money up to 200 bucks. So they're basically building out a bank. A mini bank. Yeah. yeah, a digital a bank. A digital bank, yes. Yeah. Which so, is the point. Yes. Yeah. So we've got Square, we've got Cash App, but but uh, Afterpay, <laughs> buy now, pay later. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like most people listening are familiar with the buy now, pay later business model and Afterpay. Yep. Um, they, Square bought it for $39 billion and it was at the top of the market, but $39 billion in stock. You can shave about 70% off that price because Block's New York Stock Exchange share price is down about 70%. Ooh. Now, interesting nuance. Why is Block's Australian share price only down 50%? Uh, currency. Yeah. US dollar is strong. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got Square. We've got Cash App. We've got Afterpay. What else have we got? Tidal, subscription music, streaming service, yeah, random me- acquisition. Meant to be fairer to artists? Fairer to artists. Um, haven't used it. No. Don't, haven't heard much about it. Don't know how, like, it doesn't feel like it's pushing up against Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube, but it yeah. is, that, that was from Jay-Z, wasn't it? Yeah, Jay-Z yeah. started it, yeah. They've got uh, their web hosting service, Weebly, and then... TBD is another business service. Yes, yes. They're building an open developer platform to make it easier to access Bitcoin and blockchain technologies Mm. all over the place. And it's called TBD, yeah. Block development something? No, no, no. I think it's like to be decided. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) It's like an edgy tech name, I think. (laughs) TBD. Yeah. And then Spiral, formerly Square Crypto, builds and funds free open source projects that advance the use of Bitcoin as a tool for economic empowerment. Dorsey's views on Bitcoin coming through in multiple parts of the business. So... Square, Cash App, Afterpay, Tidal, Weebly, TBD, Spiral. Seven business units. Connect them for me. How does this make sense? Uh, payments, Cash App, Afterpay, all make sense. Uh, Tidal, payments, I guess, all make sense. The rest couldn't do it. Okay. Block, I think blockchain maybe under you could underlie it all with blockchain on payments on top of blockchain yeah, yeah that sort of stuff the streaming service i have no idea as i was trying to think i can't get the web hosting service into it yeah that one i can't quite but everything else you could say they want to build the future of the economy and they want to make it more open and more accessible but that but really from a business point of view they want to have they want to own every facet of it they want a digital bank they want to process payments they want to be your credit provider bank yeah Let, but, but well like, it could be you no 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 you know how like you bank with commonwealth bank but your credit card is like Qantas rewards on american express you know like they're often separate businesses they want to be both which is how afterpay comes into it and then they want to be on the forefront of wherever blockchain fits into the new financial ecosystem yeah yeah. Like that's sort I guess like if you think of them as they're building like the the next generation of bank, you can start to see how these businesses all fit together. Yeah. And, and then you ask how Tidal fits into that. They want to have a, a foothold in the creator economy. 
you know, that's what Spotify and stuff all talk about. On their investor relations overview, in title, they talk about it, how it gives artists the tools to succeed as entrepreneurs. So maybe as like creators become more businesses. I mean, like we're an example of that. Maybe it's like they want to sit in that world somehow. Potentially. Time will only tell. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> let's keep moving. So I just, I just want to call out that on their website, they list expanding access to the economy. Block Inc. is Square, Cash App, Spiral, Tidal, TBD and our foundational teams such as Council, Finance and People. Afterpay not mentioned there. No. <laughs> like they literally mention their legal counsel team, <laughs> yeah. but they don't mention. <laughs> and then they list Square, help sellers, blah, 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 Cash App, Spiral, Tidal, TBD. Together we're working to build our diverse audiences, sellers, individuals, artists, fans, developers, and all the people in between overcome barriers to access the economy. Update your investor relations page. Put the pride of Australia after pay front and centre. <laughs> They're obviously not proud of it. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was an interesting note. Yeah. So let's drill down on Square because there's a number of aspects of this business that are all in different stages of growth. But I think Square is the engine here. Square is the really impressive story and Square is where a conversation about Block should start. And we talk about Square as the little payments process at the point of sale but they've built out a full suite of products under the square business um i think we've actually done some ads for them with like mm-hmm. their hr mm-hmm. software and yeah, timesheets yeah. and stuff like that it's basically they want to be the go-to resource for small and medium-sized businesses around the world well in the eight countries that they operate in and you know they, they even do i think they even like they do some financing of invoices and they have a whole bunch of hr stuff and scheduling they uh, have point of sale, obviously. And the story of Square is a really impressive story where they get a foothold with the payments processor and then they cross-sell and they sell you you as the small and medium-sized business into all these other services that they offer under the Square business. So from a recent presentation, 40% of the gross profit from the Square business comes from sellers that use four or more of their monetized products. Nice. So that's just a story of cross-selling. They've got this chart that goes from 2015 to 2021 and, and looks at the amount of users and how many products they use, one, two, three, or four plus. In 2015, call it about 60, 65% of their users was only using one product. By 2018, it was maybe 30%. By 2021, it's maybe 15%. In that same time, 4 plus, in 2015, it was less than 10%. We're using 4 plus products. Now, it's just shy of 50%. Mm. Well, I mean, if there's any way to keep customers, customers, it's to continue to integrate as yeah. many processes as possible. Get them hooked on Get your them, ecosystem. Yeah, yeah. And so they've done well. And this really leads to the conversation of where the company sees its future. And it's no doubt that growing that ecosystem, more business units, well, not only the ecosystem within Square, but I think the ecosystem that they're building from a business unit point of view yeah. is uh, is no doubt where this company seems to be going. You could think of it as a two-sided marketplace in some ways where Square is trying to help Small, business, small and medium-sized businesses and then the cash app and afterpay is trying to get the customers and Square tries to be the integration point. The middle. 
Yeah. <laughs> so they, they're looking to increase penetration in the US and launch uh, some of their products outside because uh, Cash App's not available outside of the US at the moment. I don't it? believe so. Yeah, yeah. It's, just, it's just in the US. I mean, you'd be foolish to come to Australia now. Beam, <laughs> yeah, hey, guys. Beeman owns the market. <laughs> Those, they're the three things. On growing the ecosystem, that's where I guess the Bitcoin conversation comes into it a little bit. They certainly see Bitcoin as a key pillar of their future. Uh, in some of their decks, they talk about Bitcoin wallets, Bitcoin mining, TBD, they just list there, which is just non-descriptive as you can get out. Uh, um, And then, So crypto is a key focus for them. Mm. And then creators, they mention with Tidal. Okay. So that's expanding ecosystem. I think implicit in that is just getting cash, uh, sorry, getting Square into more than eight countries as well. All right. So what about US uh, increasing US penetration? They currently reach less than 20%. Of the US population. Yeah. And this so is, this huge is mainly, opportunity. This is mainly looking at Cash App. Um, 20% of Gen Z use them, 17% of millennials, 10% of Gen X, and 4% of baby boomers. So every category there has potential. I guess Venmo is bigger. That's the other one you hear about in the US. Yeah. 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 But they have potential to grow all of those things. Also, if you just look at those, like as we all as the world gets older and there are you know generation alpha comes through baby boomers there are less of them that shift will work in their favor yeah of course yeah 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 yeah. it's more more tech savvy people come on yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and then the third is uh expanding outside the u.s back in 2018 uh their q3 numbers uh in terms of percentage of Square's gross profit coming from outside the US, it was only 5%. That has grown over the last four years to to 15%, but still with 15% coming outside US, still plenty of opportunity to, yeah. uh, to expand overseas. Huge. And like 15%, but the raw numbers as well, 13 million of their gross profit in 2018, Q3 2018, 121 million in Q3 2022. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the, the numbers. Ren market cap of thirty eight billion. It is down. Well, I think we said at the top of the show about seventy percent now year to date. Was that right? Seventy three percent year to date. Seventy three percent. Sixty nine. Sixty nine percent over the past year. So it's up sixty six percent in the past five years. So from twenty seventeen through to COVID, it roared up one hundred and twenty percent but then uh, got hit during the COVID crash of February and March in 2020, down 54%. It was then up 622% between March 2020 and August 2020 when everything was just ripping post-COVID. Everything, but especially not profitable tech companies. Oh my goodness, up 622% and then down 70, 77% from there to today. Yeah, put a pin in that not profitable tech companies. We'll get that. <laughs> okay, and so for those keeping scores, after all that, it is 66% over the past five years, down 24% from February 2020, right before the COVID crash. A lot of numbers there. The key takeaway is it's US tech stock that is highly correlated to the fortunes of all the other tech stocks and it was a big winner in the boom and it's been a big loser in the bust. That's it. So revenue 17.7 billion. Five years ago, it was only 1.7, up 933% over the past five years. 
and their year-on-year revenue growth numbers have been very, very impressive. Nothing to shy away from. Would love to see this in your business. So back from 2012, which is where we get data from, we had 2012 to 13, 172% revenue growth, 54% the following year, 49%, 35%, 30 percent, 49%, 43%, 102%, and then 86%. Not bad. Year-on-year revenue growth yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Ren, is it profitable? Surprisingly, <laughs> it is profitable. $166 million in profit. So what, that's like a 1% profit margin still better than many of its tech peers, but it's actually been profitable for the last three years, all through the COVID period. So 2019, it returned 375 million in profit. 2020, 213 million in profit. 2021, 166 million in profit. Nice. So going the wrong way. So it is going the wrong way, but it's still a, it is still a profitable tech company. Yeah. It was making losses before that, obviously, but it's a really impressive story. It is, Ren. Uh, and we are excited to have an expert joining us very shortly to help us unpack it. Uh, is there anything you wanted to close out with before we get Harrison in? No, nah, I think let's, uh, let's get the expert in and talk about uh, the company as an investment option rather than what the company does. Love it. Well, Block is listed on the ASX. SQ2 is the ticker here in Australia. It is also listed over on the New York Stock Exchange with the ticker SQ, dual listed. You can access the US stock market plus the Australian and New Zealand markets on the Sharesies platform with no investment minimum. Use promo code GROW when you sign up to the Sharesies platform for $10 in your account ready to invest. All investing involves risk. This is not a recommendation and you should perform your own research. Promo T's and C's apply. So Ren, we'll, we'll leave it there. We have hit the end of our episode now. Traditionally, we have been bringing in an expert on the other side of the break, but our conversation with our expert for Block, Harrison Moot from TDN Growth Partners, was uh, so so enjoyable that we've actually split it into a second episode. So it will be available in your feed now, but if you want to hear the bull case and bear case on Block from Harrison, uh, tune into that. A shout out to, to Sharesies for sponsoring the Equity Mates Summer Series. Download the Sharesies app or visit sharesies.com.au to learn more. Uh, but Ren, will be picking it up with Harrison in the next episode. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equity Mates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equity Mates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea, and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.